Welcome to the Forever Fit Podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight, get strong, and uncover your badass self. I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women rewrite their story and shape the next generation. Now let's dive in. What is going on? I hope you're having the best day ever. Talking today about how I healed my relationship with food. Welcome back to the Forever Fit Podcast. So today, ladies, going over how I healed my relationship with food, I realized that over the last 300 episodes or so, I really haven't dove too deep into my story because I feel like on social media, which is how you find out about the podcast, most of the time, I just have already spilled all the beans, you know? But uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna kinda take things back. And I think over the next few podcast episodes, I'm really going to dive deep into like how I got into this and a lot of, you know, what I personally did to heal my relationship with food, the mindset realizations I had, things like that. Um, and hopefully you just find some timbits, some nuggets, little things that help you on your day-to-day journey, okay? So let's get started. Now, where did this all start? Now, I think the, the biggest thing to understand is that like I had very disordered eating habits um growing up and most of them did stem from trying to lose weight and not necessarily feeling like good in my body now the thing is is that like growing up I really was not like overweight by any means if anything like maybe I was a little bit like skinny fat but I wasn't overweight and so I never want to have the impression that you know I was like 90 pounds overweight 80 like nothing crazy it really was like after my show that that happened um where like I did have like exponential weight gain but growing up I did not I wasn't like a overweight kid Now, the problem is, though, is that because growing up, you're looking at all these magazines, looking at Cosmopolitan, looking at all these like, you know, just kid magazines. I don't remember all the names of them, but they always showed people that were like 20, 25, like 30. And I thought that they were like 15, 16. And so I really was chasing a body type that I had no business chasing. And it got really overwhelming because I always figured that I just had to work out in order to look a certain way. And it really didn't matter what I ate. And obviously that is far from the truth. And we learned that as just kind of going through the fitness journey, you know, once you start something, you learn things as you go and it gets a little bit easier, but it was really, really hard for me to understand that, you know, the bodies that I was seeing were actually way older than what I had perceived. And so the thing is, is like when we're talking about relationships with food, I think you really have to think about like body image, but you also have to look at circumstances. So at the time also, I also had like an alcoholic mother. My dad worked like a ton, like he really wasn't home. I was like the I don't want to say like the the one in charge, but I definitely was the one that was doing all the work. If you know what I mean, I would make dinners and I would make sure that my sister was good and I'd make sure that everyone was home and blah, 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 like just things that like I really shouldn't have been responsible for. And so I got really used to having control in a lot of my areas of life. And so when it came to food and it came to exercise, that was another thing that I could control. Now, when things got really, really messy, I would say I was probably about 12 or 13. And I know that's like going way back, but this is, I want to show you like how, how far your relationship with food can start with. Like I remember getting babysat by somebody and we were like at curves watching her teach a class and she was talking about how, you know, you need to make sure that you're pumping your legs because the jiggle in between your legs isn't, you know, sexy or whatever. And I was like, I'm eight, like this is crazy. And so the reason why you really need to understand like that portion of things is because that affects the way that you view food. It it affects your relationship with food. It affects the way that you see yourself and you're going to use food as like a tool in order to 
really latch on to that. And that's exactly what I did. And so after I would say like a bunch of bullying and a bunch of like seg like segregation at school, I don't know if that's the right word, but basically just like outcasted, completely outcasted. Um, I really got obsessed with the idea of having no body fat. I was like, I don't want any body fat. It's ugly. I hate it. It's like awful. And I know that's a really toxic mindset. But for some reason, I just thought that like, if I didn't have any body fat, I would be happier. I would be like, that would be something that no one could take away from me. It's something I can control. Like, because my mom had just get, I think she was just like officially had like left our house. She wasn't able to come back. You know, the kids at school were bullying me. And so this is kind of like where I put all my attention. Now, obviously, that is toxic. You need body fat. Um, but the thing is, is that that's like really where, where everything really stemmed from was this idea or this concept that if I got leaner, if I got smaller, if I had abs, if I had less body fat, I would be worth more. I would be happier. I would have friends. Um, and I saw all these people that were fit and they had all the things that I wanted. And so that basically became my goal over the next like three or four years was to have no body fat. Now, obviously, very hard goal to attain when you have no idea about food or nutrition. And so after I decided to get into fitness, I really started micromanaging a lot of my food, a lot of like all of these things. And of course, like if anyone asked, I would just be like, no, like I'm good because I actually didn't see that I had like any kind of issue. And it really, 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 really took um, control when I did my show. Because when I did my show, I was supposed to be around like 125 pounds. And I think I got to like 118 and I still didn't think I was leaned enough. And I was like, oh my God, right? Like my mindset just like did not shift. Like I still saw that I was like, I still had body fat and whatever. And don't get me wrong. There was tons of times where I was super happy. I saw abs, whatever. But I also had the expectation that I was going to stay like that. I was like, yeah, like we might gain a little bit of weight, but like, we're going to stay like this. I'm going to be super happy like this. This is like, you know, everyone's going to like love me when I look like this. The opposite was true. I got so much hate. I got so much body shaming. I got so many people coming up to me saying that they were concerned about me, even though to be honest, like to do a show, you have to get that lean. Like it just is what it is. Like you are going to look like stupid lean. Like, sorry guys, that's just what happens. Right. But when you see it online and you see like a stage photo, it looks really cool in person. You're like, these people are tiny. Like what is going on? You look kind of sick. You got diet face. You literally have no body fat. And so it's, it's, it's very weird. And it's, it's a weird form of body dysmorphia that kind of happens after the show. And essentially like after the show, I really had a hard time. So I ate a steak and I ate some vegetables. Everything was good. Then I had a cupcake. And honestly, if I could go back, I think I would have waited at least two weeks before having sugar after my show. And not because sugar is the devil or sugar makes you gain weight or anything like that. But when you've been chronically dieting for like 16 weeks and you've cut everything out and then you go have something that is high sugar, high carbs, high fats, very palatable, your body is naturally going to want to crave so much more. And so similar to like if you have been on a diet for a very long time and then all of a sudden you decide that you are going to go eat something that's really delicious. You go have a piece of cake, you go have whatever. Notice how like that craving really ramps up, especially if you're down quite a bit of weight or you've gotten very lean. It can be like a little bit, it can just be a little bit more intense. And because I was not ready for that, um, it was very, very overwhelming. And I kept eating and I kept eating and I kept eating. And it got to the point where like, I would eat a full pizza. I would eat full pizza, chicken wings, 
crazy bread, like a full thing of Slurpee. Like I would, I would drive down London road in Sarnia. If you guys don't know where Sarnia is or haven't been there, cause there's some people in the States on my podcast. Um, when you drive down London road, it's basically just like fast food heaven. It's just like every single, like there's just tons and tons of tasks of fast food. And so as I would go down, I would literally like, I would just pick different places every day that I would stop at. I probably spent hundreds of dollars in takeout and I could not stop. Like my coach really didn't help me much. And I just could not stop eating. I was so hungry. Even when my stomach was totally distended, I was still hungry. And so obviously once that started to calm down and I was officially up like 70 pounds in like six weeks, I remember I was eating a frozen pizza on the couch with my dad and I ate the whole thing. And he's like, oh my God, like you're starving. Like, how are you this hungry? Like you're so full. And I was like, honestly, like I'm still hungry. And I looked down and my calves and my arms were all filled with fluid. And I couldn't even breathe because my chest was so full of fluid. And I almost had to go to the hospital because it was that bad. Like I had that bad of edema. And if you look at my calves, not that like I want to point this out, but I still have basically like varicose veins in them now from being so filled with fluid. It actually like popped a bunch of the veins and like, yeah, it's just like not that cute. And it honestly was just such a moment where I had to just click out of it and be like, you need to stop. And regardless of if you've gotten to that point or not, I think everybody has a spot when they're trying to heal their relationship with food, where you realize that your relationship with food is not healthy. And that could be that like, you know, you see a pack of cookies in the in the cupboard, and you want to eat the entire thing. Or that could be that, you know, you open the fridge and someone has a cake in there and you're like, oh my God, I want to eat the whole thing. Or you're watching TV and you know there's ice cream cake in the freezer and it's just all you can think about. Or Halloween candy, because I know that's coming up tomorrow and it's all you can think about. And so this was like my version of that. Um, I used to go to like different events and I would look at like the table and it would be filled with food and I couldn't even pay attention to people like and what they were saying because I was so focused on the treats or the food that was on the table. And it was just so overwhelming and it consumed my life for so long, probably about four or five months where I was just like, I don't know how to do this. And the thing is, is that like every program that I tried to join, they would just put me back at 1200 calories. They would put me back on, you know, five, six days of cardio for like 45 minutes. They would put me back on like workouts. They would put me back on all the things that I just did. And everything in my body was like, that is so painful. Like, I don't want to do that again. And my pain threshold of just like what I was willing to do drastically went down because I was like, I don't want to do that again. Because the thought of going back to that restrictive lifestyle and then having to claw my way back out of it again, I just, I can't, like, I can't. I can't go there again. It was so terrifying. So instead, what I did was I decided that I was going to make my own program. I was going to make my own variation of things. I was going to make sure that like what I was doing made sense for me. And honestly, I couldn't find a program that did any of that. I couldn't find a program that would you know, talk to me or like teach me about how to actually like eat food when you had cravings. I couldn't find a program that would not put me on a restrictive meal plan. Everything was like competition diet. And so I really like, that's how, that's how our um, fit strategy like was made. That's how forever fit program was made because I literally could not find anything. And so how I ended up healing my relationship with food after is really by first, like I did have to take a step back from a lot of the foods that made me feel like really overwhelmed. And I had to ask myself, like, what about these foods made me feel stressed out? What about these foods made me feel like I couldn't just have one? What about these foods like really overwhelmed me? And I realized that it's just because I told myself that I can't have them. I was like, I just told myself that I can't have them because like when you go to lose weight, you have to eat off of a certain food list. 
and that's not necessarily true. So that was like step one. I really had to reflect on what foods were causing me issues. The second thing that I did when I was healing my relationship with food is that I gave myself grace to make mistakes. So for example, I would try and eat really healthy all day. And then, you know, eight o'clock would come around and I'd eat a whole bunch of food that's, you know, considered quote unquote junk food or unhealthy foods or whatever, right? Just for the sake of, you know, bad versus good foods, the whole shebang, you guys get the deal. And I would feel really guilty and it wasn't the food's fault. It's just the fact of like the way that I viewed the food. And so I viewed, you know, chips as if I eat chips or if I eat chocolate, I'm going to gain weight. If I eat chips, my gut health is going to be bad. If I eat chips, this is going to happen. And so, you know, sometimes I would end up overindulging and then I had to give myself grace and be like, Hey, tomorrow we're going to make a better choice or tomorrow we're going to allow ourselves to have some because it's been seven days in a row and clearly you want the chips. So it's like, instead of fighting it every single day, it's like, I'm going to allow myself to have it. And by actually allowing myself to have some every single day, by about five days in, I didn't want it anymore. I was like, meh, like I could probably make a healthier choice. I could probably do this. I could probably do that. And so I kind of just did that like one food at a time. First, it started with the chips. Then I did it with chocolate. Then I did it with pizza. Then I did it with fries. Then I did it with like, what was the other one that was uh, ice cream was big for me. I was like, Oh my God, if I eat ice cream, like I'm going to gain all this weight. And eventually like I started going with more with like a, if it fits your macros approach. So it wasn't super strict. It wasn't super, you know, unhealthy. Cause I still cared about my health. And I still like, you know, as much as you, you can eat ice cream and lose weight, I still wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my body. And then as I entered into that, if it fits your macros mentality, I then started subbing things out for healthier options. But I really had to just give myself permission for about six months to eat the foods that I wanted to eat within my perspective calories. Because the thing is, is that after being so restrictive for so long, I just couldn't help myself. I was like, I just want to eat these things. And the more and more and more that I suppress that, the worse that it got the worst that the cravings got, the worst that I felt. And then I felt like a failure if I if I ate them. And so by slowly like doing it one at a time, like I wouldn't go have a bagel, then have pizza, then have ice cream in one day, because that would be totally overwhelming for me. But I would have one thing at a time. So maybe I had a bagel one day, then I had ice cream the other day, then I had this the other day. And it just got to a point where now like we have candy in the fridge or candy in, in the cupboard. We have ice cream in the fridge. Like I don't care about that stuff anymore because it's there. And like every so often I want it, but most of the time I am choosing healthier options just because that's what I want. And so I never thought that I would get to a spot where this would happen because like growing up, I grew up on like tons of like takeout fast foods, like um, frozen dinners. Like, yes, we had like, you know, healthier meals, but also like a lot of food that was just like chips and pop and whatever, like to say it, like to start with where I was at, And then now to prefer to eating healthy and eating vegetables and fruit and drinking water and like all these things, um, it's a full like 180 shift. But the thing is, is that it happened over a series of months to years and making sure that like I constantly was in check with my mindset. And whenever that like really decided to go backwards, because it did every so often, like, you know, if I got stressed, I would go back to my my previous habits or my previous like ideas in in terms of food, right? Like, you know, if I'm super stressed and I get takeout, maybe I end up getting the like chicken burger, the deep fried chicken burger a few more times than I normally would. And so I would, I would find myself having to like, be like, okay, so this doesn't really align with our goals. This doesn't really align with who we are anymore. Our values is that we value health. I value fun and I value balance. And right now this isn't healthy and this isn't balanced because you're eating like a fried chicken burger you know, four times a week. And so yeah, it might be fun. 
but it doesn't align with my other two values. And so I started eating based off of like a value system as opposed to just like what I wanted. And so again, it went from kind of like give myself permission to eat what I want or like feel super restrictive, give myself permission to eat what I wanted, reel it back a bit where we're having it every other day or so, so that you know, once we kind of get over the initial phase of I want everything and everything, kind of just reeling it back so that it's more consistent. So for example, say you go for a walk three times a week, I would incorporate some more like fun foods three times a week, right? So it's like, it's all spread out throughout the week rather than just like certain days, because I did the whole thing too, where I eat really healthy Monday to Friday, the weekend's like kind of a shit show, like did the whole thing. So I was like, let's just spread it out throughout the week. So it's a little bit more, it makes a little bit more sense. And then after that, I was like, okay, now let's Now that I don't really care, I don't have really that many cravings. I don't really want the things that I want. Like I was listening to my body, you know, at this point, not at the beginning, because if you listen to yourself at the beginning, you're like, oh, I want, I want chips. Well, you're always going to want chips. You're always going to want fries. You're always going to want burgers because like your intuition right now is shit, to be honest. Like, it's just, you're like, oh, like I'm craving this. Okay. Yes. You're craving that because you're not eating enough protein. You're not drinking enough water. You're not eating enough vegetables, right? Like there's so many other things going on there, but once you start eating healthier, it's like, okay, now I'm actually craving something. Let's, let's actually go and have it. There's a difference. There's a difference. And so that took me a long time to understand as well. I just thought like, you know, cravings a craving and like, I want that. So I should eat that because that's what my body wants. No, your body wants the nutrients and like the other things from like, but that's going to be the substitute. So for example, if you're really low on iron, you're going to be craving cheese funny enough, or like that's one of the cravings, right? Is like cheese. So it's like, now I know when I crave like chocolate, I probably didn't get enough water and I probably didn't get enough protein. If I crave salty things, my stress is probably really high and I'm probably dehydrated. So I should probably go drink some water. And so now that I know that it's a lot easier and it's a lot less overwhelming, but it's like, it all comes through trial and error. And it's because I took the time to be like, okay, we are now going to eat some of these things like more frequently. And no, I wasn't focused on losing weight in that process, even though I wanted to lose weight because the desire to eat certain foods was just so much higher. I just had to focus on that first. And I was willing to put in the work and be patient in order to have that go down so that I could then properly lose weight. The reason why it's hard to lose weight when you're constantly obsessing about food and cravings is because you're very likely to overeat because you're constantly restricting. But once you don't feel like that anymore, it's a lot easier to lose weight and go through a proper weight loss phase because you're not getting stuck. Like when you have 1200 calories or when you have 1400 calories or 1300 calories, it's very hard to eat, you know, a McDonald's hamburger and then still stay within calories. It's very hard. But the thing is, is that like, if you have healed your relationship with food and you no longer really crave that stuff, it's a lot easier. And you know that it's only temporary and you know that you can have the McDonald's burger, but you're just choosing not to, because you're choosing to work on a specific goal. You see what I'm saying? So your food mindset has to come first. Otherwise the weight loss will always fail. It just doesn't, it's really, really hard because you'll lose the weight, but then you'll regain it because you've cut everything out. It just doesn't work. And so understanding this and actually taking the time to heal that relationship with food, build some muscle, focus on form, whatever, for three to six months was like a game changer for me. And then I actually focused on a weight loss phase and I was actually able to lose the weight again and maintain it off for like the rest of my life. Okay. So like, that's the big key. And I think that's, what's missing from a lot of things and a lot of programs and a lot of steps and a lot of like, that's what you're missing is the fact that you've never actually dealt with how you actually view food. And I hadn't either. And once I had done that, it made it way easier for me to actually eat healthy, which then made it easier for me to lose weight, build muscle, do all these things. But that was a byproduct of me like fixing my stuff and also learning how to like turn to other things other than food when I got stressed. 
right? Like I don't turn to drugs. I don't turn to alcohol. I don't turn to food when I get stressed anymore. So when I get stressed, those things don't sabotage other goals. That stuff just keeps happening. It just is what it is. Does that make sense? So that's pretty much how I healed my relationship with food. Like starting all the way at the beginning, it's like understanding where that came from, understanding what you can do in order to fix that. And again, it's a process just like anything else. And then if you do that, you're going to notice that you can keep the weight off. You're going to notice that you can stick to fitness goals. You're going to notice that, you know, you just feel better day to day because you're not constantly overindulging in different foods and then like restricting in other areas. It's a lot easier. Um, but yeah, that's how I personally healed my relationship with food. It was something that I kind of just like stumbled on. It was just things that I'm very good at looking at patterns and I noticed the patterns. And so eventually I just kind of put two and two together and that's what worked really, really well. And now, you know, I've helped other people as well. Like at this point, we've helped over like 500 to 1000 ladies also hear their relationship with food and be able to keep the weight off because the worst thing ever is doing something and then having to do it again. I really hate that. Um, it just drives me personally nuts. And so my goal was, is that like, if we're going to help ladies lose weight, I want to make sure that when you lose it, you're not regaining it. And yeah, some people gain like five to 10 pounds back or whatever, or some people, you know, they don't listen to anything and they gain it back. And like, that is what it is. I have no control over that. I try and say that they have at least some healthy habits, but like, if you're willing to put in the work and if you're willing to follow the steps and you're willing to actually do the things that is required, you actually can lose the weight and keep it off forever. I did, you know, hundreds of other ladies have as well. And it's all through healing your relationship with food right? As soon as you do that, everything else becomes so much easier, so much easier. Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're having the best day ever. Uh, yeah. And I guess we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.